All right, so let's, uh, let's get into this word. We're talking about uh, uh, being caught up in keeping up. And uh, it's, it's interesting. I was watching, uh, I think Gerard sug- uh, to- uh, suggested it. I was, it was, I was targeting this particular series, but I wanted to wait because I figured it was a series that was going to take me a while. But Queen's Gambit, didn't you mention that? And, you know, I'm a back-in-the-day chess player. Uh, but but I love it. Gerard, it's, it's, it's good, you know. Um, uh, and just especially because I used to actually follow the, you know, Bobby Fischer and all these different people that play chess. Uh, I used to read the paper and look at what moves people made. And so they was doing all that, you know. But uh, it was a sequence where, because uh, back in, um, in New York in the village, they played speed chess. So you go in there, they have uh, the cement, cement tables with chess boards on them. And, and, and you can go there anytime and they're, you know, making moves and hitting, hitting the clock. And the, the person, so, you, so you hit the clock, you got to make a move before your clock buzz off, otherwise you forfeit your move. So you just gave a person another advantage. Um, and, uh, but, it, but, so I was watching in one segment, they said, let's play speed chess. So, you know, they're moving. And the thing is, if, if this quick recognition, if you don't know what you're doing, you could get caught up in a trap and don't realize it. See, when you take your time, the person, you know, I think I already told y'all one of my strategies, the person can be over here having you engaged, but they're really trying to take you out over here, right? And so speed chess, you really could take advantage of somebody because people make it... They're, they, they're reacting to your moves, right? Uh, if they don't already know that moves leads to this, this move leads to that, this move leads to that, this move leads to that. And uh, so I was thinking about how the adversary tries to do us in life, tries to get us so caught up and get us reactive. You know what I'm saying? So, so almost like getting you to react to the moves he make, you know, as opposed to responding, you know, so we can easily get caught up. Uh, with that in mind, let's go to 2 Timothy 3. Let's start out here today with 2 Timothy 3. And um, I'm going to probably bring that whole Queen's Gambit series back into what we're talking about here in a little bit. Uh, so, so here it says, verse 16, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, right? Inspiration or, or God's breathing in, into it and on it. You know, that's what it, that's, that, that's what it came um, with uh, canonizing Scripture. God breathed, right? It says, it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, right? So here it is, uh, God breathed on this Scripture, right? And it's profitable for doctrine. Doctrine is guidelines and visible boundaries, Guidelines and visible boundaries, right? And so it's, it's God's established order or, or understanding God's order. So when you read through doctrine, you see what the boundaries are. Now, again, when I was young, I thought boundaries were for prevention, but I realized it's for protection. But if you don't know, if, the, if you can't clearly see the boundaries, you can walk outside of the presence of God or walk outside of your protection without realizing it. You know what I'm saying? You could just, you know, do 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 and then you, you're outside of the presence of God, and hell is raining down on you. you like, I don't understand why this is happening. 
Well, you don't realize you just walked outside of your, the tabernacle of God, right? So the doctrine you know, makes us visible of what the boundaries are. Then there's reproof. Reproof, of course, is reprimand, but really is dismantling erroneous thinking or dismantling it. So sometimes people have twisted God's teachings and words. So the doctrine helps you to reprove, well, hold on, no, no, that's not exactly what God is saying here, right? And then it's for correction. Correction is simple. It's, it's an amendment, but it's a, it's, it's a correction assists you in assimilating your thoughts with God's truth. Assimilating your thoughts with God's truth. Some of, them, some of us just stick to our thoughts, right? But we don't try to assimilate it to God's truth. So correction goes, ho, 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 that thought is outside the lines, right? Oh, no, 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 let's bring that back in. Or like, you know, when you type in something, your, your, your iPad, your computer pops up. Are you really trying to say this? Because I know you didn't mean that word. And it'll just kind of make you, give you little ugly red lines and stuff like that. But it's correcting you because it's saying, if you put this in here, no one's going to understand what you're saying. Right? And it's the same thing. It assimilates our thoughts. Because if you think this, it's going to, if you keep thinking this, it's going to take you outside of the will of God. So it's for correction. See, we think correction is a bad thing. Correction is a good thing. Correction is actually a wonderful thing. You know, my grandson, he was shooting. Uh, so he was shooting his right hand. He was cool. You know, Tony elbow, reaching the neck, shoot with his left hand. His elbow was out. So the shot was going because he's, he's working on his left hand. So I said, okay. You know, and never uh, gave this instruction before. I said, okay, try this. Just, just rub your elbow on your side when you shoot. And so what happens is to rub the elbow, he had to keep his elbow. Yeah, he said, keep his elbow on. So I gave him a correction, what? So the shot would go straight. And man, he just started knocking down left-hand shots. He just started knocking them down, right? But, but suppose he rejected the correction, right? It ain't that simple, though. It's going, <laughs> it ain't just that simple. There's more to it than that. It drives over here like, I got it. You, know, I, you see Gerard drives over here like, we can go play now. <laughs> Look, Stephanie too. Stephanie's like, oh, is that all to it? We can go play now. <laughs> Might be a little more under pressure. Our, 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 our actual habits come out, right? All right, so, but that's good. That's, that's good. At least you got the concept, right? And so, 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 so correction is good. Then, then it says instruction. So that's training, you know. And of course, it says in righteousness. Look, look, look. And, and, and I look at righteousness as not caught up in man's labor, but actually floating in God's favor, right? You know, because when you're in righteousness, right, right standing with God, in harmony with God. You know, so we, our worry and our concern and our frustration is we're caught up in keeping up with, with, with all a man's labor and the hustle and stuff like that, instead of just floating in God's favor, you know, like you got out ahead opening doors. So instead of God out ahead opening doors, you ain't, see again, you're outside of the boundaries, you're outside of God's plan and provision, so the doors aren't opening, like you, you, you trying to break the doors, <laughs> like you trying to figure out how to pick locks and you ain't got to do all that in the kingdom of God, right? And so, so, so if, we, uh, if we stay in harmony with this God-breathed word, I think it, or remember we talked about last week being anchored, if we anchor ourselves in this word, 
we can, it can keep us from being caught up. Now, Psalm 44, verses 2 and 3. Psalm 44, verses 2 and 3. I'm going to read it out of the, the, uh, the uh, an English version, okay? Um, it says, you chased off the nations by causing them trouble with your powerful arm. Then you let our ancestors take over their our ancestors take over their land. It says their strength and weapons were not what won the land and gave them victory. You loved them and fought with your powerful arm and your shining glory. And so again, it wasn't the, the work of man. It was the blessing and favor of God. Like it wasn't was it? You know, I just had this conversation uh, with, with uh, my nephew, and I was saying, well, in a recent interview, I said, well, somebody said, well, how, how, how did this happen? I said, I ain't nothing to do with it, <laughs> like, because th- that's the reality. And, um, and so, so in a conversation we were having, he was saying, well, you know, I find myself not, this is my nephew, I just, I find myself not wanting to do what everybody's doing. You know, and sometimes I'm getting heat because I'm different. I said, sometimes it's, it's lonely, ain't it? You feel lonely you know, at times. He said, he said, man, that's it, Uncle Keith. He said, I, I, I do. I said, don't feel bad. I do too. From the standpoint of when you have to do all that God says in the midst of people that are willing to compromise, at times you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to feel alone. You're going to feel isolated. Hey. I'll just help you out ahead of time. You're going to be misunderstood, yeah. right? You're going to be misunderstood a lot yeah. because you're not conforming, you're transforming. Like you're going to see things that other people don't see, but you're going to be tempted to conform to what they say. You know, like you, you'll, you'll speak what you see and they'll go, what are you talking about? Oh, no, 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 I was just playing. No, you wasn't. You saw something that they couldn't see, right? So, so sometimes it's, it, it, it seems lowly. It seems lowly. And so, so again, um, in, in our quest to stay anchored, uh, Jamal said something in Guy Talk yesterday. Uh, he says, uh, okay, I, was, I might be saying it wrong, but I think he said that the anchor is on us. Was, well, from the standpoint of we got to choose to keep the anchor in or, or we got to choose to put the anchor down, but we can choose to pick it up. Now, you know, if, if circumstances get, get crazy, we can be, we can reel in the anchor when we shouldn't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to keep the anchor anchored, right? And so what causes us sometimes to pull up our anchor in the word is distractions, you know, whether they're good or bad, and um, sometimes diversions. And, uh, you know, uh, Sharana said something the other week. It, uh, the other Wednesday, we was talking about God breadcrumbs. And she says, well, you know, I think our goal is to be willing and obedient. She says, but diversions stop you from being willing. She said, distractions stop you from being obedient. <laughs> and if, if we're going to be anchored in these things of God, we have to be willing and obedient to stay in harmony with his word. And so ask yourself this, have you ever trusted God wholly? Were you ever anchored in God? in your life. Anchor. Because, you know, the anchor, you know, you think about an anchor, they drop that thing, it, it, it grabs a hold of that foundation, and, you know, what, I, you know, I don't know the poundage on some of these submarines, but they're crazy. You know, it's like, you know, we're talking hundreds of thousands or whatever pounds, 
ain't moving. With all that strong sea dancing back and forth, it's anchored, right? And so the strongest things that are in our life won't move us if we're anchored. And so, so, so when we first start getting anchored, it's something we do call trust. We trust in God. When we're anchored, we're trusted in God. You know, some of us have visited being anchored, but, you know, sometimes we wavered in our trust. So, so, so I asked this question before I asked it again. When you did what you trusted change or did you change? So, so if I trusted God, did God change or did I? Uh, so Z, uh, being a representative of everyone here right now and those that are online, she said you changed. So I'm using Z so you can't say pastor said it. <laughs> Zipporah. Lamar and Moses' wife said it, <laughs> right? So, so she said, you changed. So, I, you know, I was going to give you all the benefit of the doubt, but now, thanks, Z, you know, y'all changed, right? Not God. And so did the anchor loosen or did you loosen it? All right, so Z said, you all loosen <laughs> right? And, and, and so... You know, it's so easy to, why God? What's up with God? And, and how did you let me get caught up in this? But did God do it? Right? According to Zipporah, it wasn't God. Right? <laughs> um, and, and this is the thing. Sometimes we get caught up and we'll say, uh, well, the reason why is because it was a noble cause. You see what I'm saying? We go, it's, it's a noble cause, right? Because sometimes we, we, well, you know, that's, that's cousin or, or that's my, my kid or, or parent. We say it's a noble cause. And this is the thing. A noble cause may qualify us for man's prize, right? But we're still not approved for God's high calling in his eyes. And see, so, so, so what I mean by that is there's so many different things that are dangled to get you caught up. And if we're playing off of God's will, period, you realize uh, Aaron's children, again, I'm not, I don't have the script in front of me, but I do recall reading where, where uh, he had an opportunity to grieve for them, but he was checked because he was responsible to, to, to be in a, the holies of holies. So he couldn't pollute himself, Right. It was a noble cause. But some of us, we wouldn't even check with God. I recall David inquiring of the Lord, and they took his family. And all of boy, his boys was like, oh, so we went out to war with you. We came back, everybody gone. Oh, and you going to check with God? <laughs> no, we ain't checking with nobody. We're going to get our people. But the Bible says David inquired of the Lord. See, so his whole thing was, I'm not going nowhere if God ain't out ahead of me. I'm not going nowhere if God didn't lead me to do it. I'm not getting caught up in the circumstances and the drama. I don't care how noble, how dangerous, and, and, and I don't care what person is involved. Nothing overrides God's will in my life. Now, that would be different, right? <laughs> I got some mm-hmm, so that's like amen, <laughs> right? Let's look here at Philippians 3, Philippians 3. 
because it's it's man, it's uh, I I don't I think it's unfair. It's it's kind of like unfair, but I don't know if you want to call it unfair because we have choice. You know, so so it, I, the effect of it feels on man. People shouldn't have to go through that, but we have choice. Like we can stay anchored, right? And trust God. Be still and know that I'm God. Fear not, stand still and believe the salvation of the Lord. We do have that choice, right? I'm not saying that's easy to do, but I'm just saying we all have that option, correct? What'd you say? Yeah, we have the option to lay hold, right? On eternal life. All right, so uh, Philippians 3. All right, we're going we're gonna to focus on 13 and 14, but just for conversation, let's, uh, this is powerful. Let's start at verse 7. It says, but what things were gained to me, I, uh, th- uh, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom, I'm, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, Right? And do count them but dung that I may win Christ and be found in him, inside him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through, through faith, the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Look, look, verse 12. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect or complete. It says, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend for that which also I am apprehended of, Christ Jesus. Right? It says, (laughs) look, (laughs) it says, verse 13. It says, brethren. I count not my health, myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Look, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, the interesting thing is to press towards anything, there's going to be some resistance. You wouldn't even have to press, yeah. right? There's going to be things pulling you, trying to toss you to and fro, right? Trying to get you caught up, but you locked in. And, and, and this is the thing. I was talking to my nephew, and I said, well, and I, me and my wife was having this conversation. You know, God just wants, can I, can, I, can I finally get someone to believe me all the way through? Amen. Regardless of how it looks, can I get, get someone to believe me all the way through? But at the first sign of it doesn't look like it's going to happen, the first sign of temptation, it's a bailout. Like, like, like I'm only righteous if there's no temptation around. If there's temptation... Come on, God, what did you expect me to do? I was tempted. Like there's something in that DNA that's saying, because I was tempted, God God understands. No, he doesn't. He's going, you had an opportunity to stay locked in, to show how much you believe me. So you're saying you believe me and there there was nothing else to consider. Well, what else was there to believe then? Will you believe me when there's everything else to consider? Yeah. 
That would be anchored, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you believe me when you have all these options, all these delicacies, all these considerations, can you believe me? Will you believe me then? What would that say? Like, like, so this wonderful woman here knows I love her, but not just because I tell her. In the midst of whatever else is happening in life, she's loved, right? And, and so this is the thing, like, like, like God wants to know, am I number one? Am I number one? Yeah, God, you're number one. Soon as there's another consideration, then it's like, well, hey, you know, God, I get to you. <laughs> right? All right. So just, just let's keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Let's go to Ephesians. Let's go back a book to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, and we'll, we'll lock in here. Y'all probably knew we was going to get to this scripture, but Ephesians 4, 14. It says, look, look, it says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of what? Doctrine. Doctrine. By the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. Now, the interesting thing is we just talked about the word is for doctrine and it's make the, bound, the boundaries visible. If we're tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, various doctrines change the lines, change the boundaries. So, so God has a narrow way. You know, Matthew 7, 13, it says uh, narrow is, you know, narrow is the way that leads to life and peace. So that means there's a, a boundary. You ever seen, do you ever take kids bowling? with the exception of, or young people bowling, with the exception of Janae, you know, she, <laughs> Janae, Janae hurt you. Don't take Janae bowling thinking you're going to win, no. right? <laughs> right, you know, she be, she be all quiet. Okay, sure, I'll play. Boom, like she's making a lot of noise, like the pins are louder than her voice, <laughs> right? But, but, but you ever see like, like the other kids in the aisle, like the little kids and they put up the, the bumpers? to keep the ball in the lane, right? Uh, well, I said kids, I apologize, but Vanessa said, I used them. <laughs> okay, all right. We'll have that discussion later. But, but, but it's, it's so the doctrine is like bumpers. It's keeping you within the lane of life and peace, right? And so what happens is when you're tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, it's like, okay, you're not, it's hard for you to keep things in the lane, but there's no bumpers. So your ball is bouncing all over the, you know, you in other people's lanes. <laughs> you're knocking down their balls. You know what I'm saying? You know, like you're doing all types of stuff because you're all over the place. And that's when you, you toss to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Like every other day, there's a different doctrine that you live by. And it's normally what's going to justify your compromise, yeah, right? Yeah. As opposed to sticking with God's doctrine. Because sometimes we be rolling with God's doctrine until we read something that's coming against our compromise. Then, you know, then we change lenses, you know. <laughs> we, we put on the blurry ones, like, yeah, I thought that said something else, but it didn't say that. No, it said what you read. And it's giving you an opportunity to stay anchored, to keep on moving, right? 
All right, so, so we uh, give you the, uh, the English version of this. It says, we must stop acting like children. We must, not, we must not let deceitful people trick us by their false teachings, which are like winds and toss us around from place to place. You know, so, so I'm trying not to give advanced information here because I, yeah, I wanted to have a certain impact, but we don't realize God positions us and places us for a reason. But the adversary tries to send us information or communication that, that tries to pull us out of position. Second uh, Timothy 4, Second Timothy 4. Tries to get us caught up in keeping up. Who is this? This uh, guy speaking through somebody's phone? <laughs> All right, so 2 Timothy 4. And we'll do, uh, we'll do uh, verse 3. It says, uh, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Again, we're still focusing on uh, doctrine, right? Remember guidelines, visible boundaries, establishing God's order, understanding God's order, right? And so we're not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but this says, look, the time will come when they will not endure sound, clear, solid doctrine that's just pretty much showing you, hey, this is the boundaries of protection. It says, but after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers, look, having itchy ears, Right? And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Right? And, 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 and get, they're going to get caught up, caught up in, in, in the craziness. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5, it says that, that uh, my preaching and teaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. So it says, man has wisdom and it's enticing, but was in demonstration of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. First Corinthians 2, 4 and 5, right? So, so your faith should stand. You should be anchored in not the wisdom of men and the power of God, but the power of God manifests. The power of God manifests. The power of God manifests through what? The power of God manifests through us being anchored in his word. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation, <laughs> right? <Amen. laughs> right? Uh, this is, uh, Romans 1.16, right? All right? And so, so, so the adversary, again, is trying to, trying to uh, uh, put us on this string. So, so you, you know, I, when I, I go running in the morning at the lake, so there's always... It's pretty two people, it's pretty much two people out there all the time. And so they're out there fishing. And what they're trying to do, they're throwing the fish out. The fish have hooks and they have bait on it. They're trying to get the fish. They're trying to hook the fish, right? <laughs> right? They're trying to hook the fish. But the way I see it is the adversary is out with his fishing rod. He's trying to hook us. But, but, but he doesn't, his fishing rod doesn't have a line. 
He has multiple lines, and he's trying to hook us so then he, we could be puppets. <laughs> so, so he could just... <laughs> He can just bounce us around and do whatever he wants with us. And some of us have been willing puppets. Here, hook me. <laughs> hook, hook me. Now make sure you got me secure. So you can. So, so, so I'm on a roll. Everything is going just fine. But the hook's on me. It pulls me right out of place. As soon as that favor is about to break through, pulls me right out of place. Yeah, you ever see like right before breakthrough? Some of us are tempted to compromise the most. You ever see that? All of a sudden, this temptation showed up or this phone call showed up, right? Or, or, or hey, let's go here shows up all of a sudden now. And you think it's a coincidence. That's the hook. <laughs> That's the hook. And, 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 and instead of saying I got hooked, we'll go, well, you don't, you don't understand. We'll see. Now we start to justify being puppets. You ever seen people justify being puppets? And know and, and what they do? Then they try to get somebody else hooked. So instead of getting, try, getting unhooked, they try to hook somebody else so they feel comfortable. Yeah, I might be a puppet, but you're a puppet too. <laughs> what are we doing, man? Like, <laughs> being tossed to and fro. And so, 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 so again, I just talked about being hooked, becoming a puppet, so I don't think nobody in the room is going, I'm just going to allow myself to be hooked. You're going to be, hopefully you'll be, remember we talked about last week, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation, right? Right? This is uh, 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 Matthew 26, 41, right? So, so that's the hope, like, that you're not just so blind, you're being hooked and don't know it. That's the adversary's job, right? He's hoping that you're so blind, like he could just walk right up to you and hook you because you can't see what's going on here, right? He's man, no, he, he ain't hooking me. How's he hook? He hooks you through alcohol, hooks you through lust, hooks you through smoking. Here you go again. No, it's not. I'm trying to get the hooks off. Don't be mad at me. Okay, okay. So look, look, look at scripture. Let's look at the scripture. See, see, he needs you in a stupor so he can hook you. Look here, 2 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians 4. Verse 4. Look, it says, it says this. It says, 2 Corinthians 4, 4. It says, in whom the God, little g, of this world, we talking about the adversary, has blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine it unto them. Right? So, so if it, 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 he's trying to blind us. He doesn't want us to get the light. He wants us conformed, not transformed. He wants us hooked. See, when you, uh, the scripture says don't fit into the world without thinking about it, when you start to conform, as the world flows, you flow. You flow, you, 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 whatever, whatever the world's doing, you're doing. Because you hooked. <laughs> you got you like, you know, like you're puffing on the head. You just, you just hooked. Whatever they do, you do. And so, and, and, and the thing is to get unhooked, we don't get out of uh, conformity uh, and being hooked. These hooks are in your mind. 
you're hooked. Your, your, your mind is hooked. And so whatever the, the, the world does, you do. And, and you don't get these, uh, these hooks. So conformity doesn't get out of your head. We have to flush it out with the word. Like you just can't go, I'm not going to be hooked. That's just like saying right now, you, you, you know, let's say you need to stop eating burgers. And you just spend this whole day going, I'm not going to eat a burger. I'm not going to eat a burger. I'm not going to eat a burger. What you about to have? A burger. <laughs> right? Right. But you got to eat the right thing. So it's not trying not to eat the burger. It's eating the right thing. So it's not trying not to drink Coke. It's drinking water. Right? So it's not trying not to conform. It's filling the words yourself up with the word to transform. Interest of the word bringeth light, gives understanding to the simple. Psalm 119, 130. So, so what I need to do is get more word in me, more light in me to flush out the darkness. Like when, you, like when, when, when your windows have been fall because of the weather's changing, you can't see. You, you, you want to defrost them, right? Because you can't accelerate if you can't see. Right? It's the same principle. You can't accelerate if you can't see. If the adversary has blinded you, you can't accelerate. First of all, you hooked. So, so, so I watched the guy train a dog when I was in Newark in the, in the next door. He was tra- training a, a Doberman Pinscher. And he had him on this, this leash. The leash, let's say if the Doberman Pinscher was where the piano is, he was way back here. So he would let the Doberman go, and he would go, and he would take that leash and snatch him back to his side. And then he would let him go, and he would take it and snatch him back. He just kept snatching him back to his side. Before that week was over, you know what the Doberman did? Stay by his side. That's what the, the adversary is doing. He got us so hooked. Every time he, we go a little further, we think we are righteous and stuff, and he snatches you back to his side. Where you going? You ain't going nowhere. No, no, what we used to say in basketball, he with us. <laughs> You ain't going nowhere. He snatches you back to the side because he, he got you hooked, got you hooked in your mind, right? So that's why when, when, when the inches of the word bring of light, you actually can see the hooks. You can see how to detach them, wow. right? See, you got to flush that thing out. Matter of fact, the Bible says you're clean through the word. You can, you can remove the hooks through the word, John 15, 3, right? But, but, but some of us are walking around not even know we hooked, justifying the hook. Well, I'm not hooked, hooked. <laughs> you want to expound on that? No, 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 I'm not hooked, hooked. See, there's people that are hooked. Now, they hooked, hooked. Me, I'm, you know, I'm not hooked. Like, okay, so I'm a little hooked, hooked, but I'm not hooked, hooked. See, you don't understand. You don't understand what I'm trying to say. See, that's... I don't even want to talk about it because you won't, you won't understand anyway. You don't understand. Hooked is hooked is hooked. Right? See, I didn't even hear that. Hooked is hooked is hooked. Right? And so, so pride can tell you, nah, nah, see, see they, 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 they all caught up. Oh, this is the line right here. This is the line right here. You know, I don't have to do this. I can stop anytime. So why are you doing it? If you can stop anytime, I, I, just food for thought. So why are you doing it? It's poison. 
I don't have to do this, so why are you doing it? I can stop anytime. Okay, good. Stop now. You don't know if you can stop anytime until you try to stop. Saying I could, could if I want to, you still ain't trying to stop. That's going to show you that you're hooked. Yeah, you might not be feeling like the person that you've used as your measure to justify your compromise, but you hooked too. Yeah, that hook in you. <laughs> and so, so, so we have to watch getting caught up and keeping up and getting hooked in. And you got a lot of stuff going on in our lives. Now, of course, I, I did this just because I know it's close to home with alcohol and stuff like that. But you got politics, you got race, you got ethnicity. Eth- eth- what? Say it again. Ethnicity. Did I say it right? Ethnicity. You didn't say it right. But you didn't say it right. <laughs> yeah, you added some stuff. You're going to mess me up in front of all these people. <laughs> all right, so you got, you got politics, race, ethnicity. Y'all know what I meant. Uh, you got... <laughs> um, you just got, you, you, you got just the leading of flesh and blood. Um, you got all this stuff going, going on in our life. Now, you, listen, recognize this. You can have the, the right race and the wrong God. You can't, look, 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 I just messed y'all up now, right? You know you can have the right political party and the wrong God, too. I ain't going to get into politics. Y'all have to worry. I ain't say which, which, which party. So. But you know you can have the right one and the wrong guy, right? Where's all amens? <laughs> right? You, you, know, you, you know that? Like you can have the right flavor and the wrong guy. Right? You see what I'm saying? Like we can, you, you, hey, hey, you can have the right de- de- denomination and the wrong guy. Because it's all set up to get you caught up, to get you beyond having God, the God. See, that's where it starts. It doesn't start with, some of us put more effort in in our color than we do God. Some of us put more effort in our gender than we do God. Listen, I talked to my nephew about uh, the... uh, uh, Prophets and seers. Uh, man, I should have got the definition for you. you. So, my phone over there? I have my phone. All right, all right, maybe I'll get it later. But, but, but you know, he was in his class and he was talking about prophets and seers. So, so you know, was just talking about how they, they just, they can't help. They got to tell you the truth, which I knew that part already. Um, but it was some other stuff. He says, well, some people are going to be uncomfortable around them. Because they just they can't help but to say the truth. They can't they can't water it down. So I just told y'all the truth. That's just okay. It, uh, hey, I can't help it. <laughs> Remember, what was it? The Golden Girls? Uh what was it? Uh, Estelle? Remember? Like she was just Blake. She had a she, now she had a problem where she couldn't help but to tell you the truth. Like did she will blatantly tell uh 
your hair is ugly, you know, or whatever. Like, you're going to wear that dress? Like, she's just, you know, oh, my God, you need to lose some weight. Like, she was just, it was, she was just rolling, right? Okay, I'm not at that level, but, hey, I can't help it. I just see her. I just, just truth just coming out. <laughs> right? All right, so, so <laughs> let's go to Ephesians 6. And see, the whole thing is we got to get these hooks off, man. Because we can't be, you know, puppets. Walk around like puppets. Oh, look. Well, you know, now you know they're cool puppets. You know they're cool, some cool puppets, right? You know, so, so they're being puppetized, but they look good. They dress nice, right? You know there's puppets with strong attitudes. They can intimidate you from even sharing the truth with them. But they puppets. <laughs> strong, like, like, like. Like, blast you in a heartbeat. Like, no, nah, nah, you go talk to him. I'm not going to say nothing to him. You go talk to him. I, I ain't saying nothing. You know, right? That's just the way they are. That's just the way they are. Leave them, just, hey, they hook, leave them alone. You know, just leave them alone. <laughs> like, look, look, we just show up every Sunday for the puppet show. <laughs> right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Pastor... All right, so let's go to Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, verse 10. <laughs> it's a, look, it's a, <laughs> it says, finally, brother, uh, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, anchored, right? And in the power of his might. It says, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wilds and tricks of the devil trying to hook you. Right? So, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness or twistedness in high places. Right? So, a lot of times we get caught up with wrestling with man. That's just the symptoms. We lose sight of the root. That's the principalities and the spiritual wickedness in high places. So, so we get caught up wrestling with man. Would you still hooked? <laughs> You can, you, can, you can defeat man. You can cuss that person out, break that person down, prove to that person that your point is right, and the whole time you're still hooked. Because you're wrestling against the wrong thing. You're wrestling against the fruit, not the root. Right? You just take care of the symptoms, not the core that caused it. The trait is still running around in you. Got you hooked, right? Okay, all right. We good? Y'all still love pastor? Pastor loves you. Uh, so we, we have to stand uh, or stay anchored against the tricks of the enemy, right? He's trying to get us tossed. He's, he, he's trying to hook us so he could puppetize our life. This guy got, <laughs> got us going around looking all stupid, right? You know what I'm saying? But the whole time we think, like y'all see it? You ever see people that really think they sweet? And you, everybody in the room know, like, you're going to tell them? I'm not going to say nothing. Just let them go ahead. <laughs> you know, they endorse themselves. They're fine. But everybody knows, like, what are you doing? And then there's a confidence that, look, look, okay, here you go, here you go. All y'all tripping. <laughs> Something's wrong there. Everybody. All y'all tripping, and the people that talked to me before I got here, they was tripping, and the people that talked to me last month was tripping. People on the job is tripping. See, everybody tripping. 
Y'all, see, y'all, y'all don't have that. Y'all got to get my knowledge. Y'all don't have no knowledge. When y'all get my knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Then y'all, y'all, you know, then y'all get yourselves together. You know what I'm saying? Y'all just don't know what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't, y'all ain't up on it. You ain't up on it. You ain't, you ain't got no hundred. You ain't got no truth. You don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Go on with your bad self. <laughs> Second Timothy 2. That's a shame. Mm-mm-mm. It's a shame. Okay, all right. So, 2 Timothy 4. This is, this is, this is good. Well, we're going to, uh, 2 Timothy 2, I'm sorry, verse 4. I apologize. But let's just, um, let's just start at 3. It says, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Endure, right? Don't just, don't just wither at the first sight of temptation, right? Verse 4, no man that wars entangle of himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. So, so we're chosen, and I meant to ask my wife to sing this, I forgot, a wounded soldier, right? Uh, but we, we, we're called as soldiers, we're soldiers. But we're caught up in things that has taken us, listen, we're soldiers, Gerard's my sniper, well not Gerard, Pete's my sniper, and we go out to war, Pete's supposed to watch our backs. Pete's so entangled with what's going on out here, caught up in all types of stuff, you know, he out here gambling and doing all types of stuff. We out there, like, we get get shot down because Pete ain't in position. Right? Caught up. This is, so we're soldiers, but we're getting caught up. Yes, listen. They can, you can't. Just because it's comfortable for them, just because it's exciting for them, you can't do it. Not if you're a true soldier in, in the kingdom. And you're not missing out, believe me. Right? But, but it's something in us that thinks we can be soldiers for Christ and caught up in the, in, in the affairs of the world at the same time. It's costing people lives. There's people, there's lives around you that, that, that were supposed to have been in the kingdom. But we caught up. We caught up. Remember Lot, Lot went to the town and, and, and got hooked. <laughs> he went to the town and got hooked. Abraham had to, he got hooked and wasn't ready to leave. Abraham had to, yo, yo, (laughs) God said angels, (laughs) remember, he said angels, (laughs) like, and still, it was, (laughs) man, man, like, 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 these, his wife, she, she, yeah, obviously she lost her mind, and so they said, okay, we leaving, oh, this is great, look, we leaving, these are the instructions, you're leaving if you follow me step by step. Stay in step. Stay locked in. Stay anchored in the steps. Right? The only way you can get hooked, re-hooked, is to look back. And so, so they leaving. The wife was like, ah. <coughs> it says she turned into a pillar of salt. She looked back, got hooked. Right? 
And see, 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 we, <laughs> Scripture says, we just read, forget the things that are behind you. Press toward the mark. Right? You know, sometimes we, we hooked with trying to, trying to relive stuff that we, we blew in high school. Well, I was never really popular in high school, but now I got a good job. You know, I made good money. Got a nice ride. So I'm going to go drive around the high school see if I can see some of the peeps. You know what I'm saying? You know. Oh, oh I'm a DM. <laughs> you know, the, uh, uh, Shaquana used to be cheerleader back when we was in high school. <laughs> she wouldn't give me the time of day, but now, you know, now I'm rolling now. Shaquana going to love me, man. She going to love me. Okay, looking back, you're going to get hooked. See, 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 we can get. <laughs> All right, so we can get, uh, um, we can get thirsty, like, for, um, uh, you know, for men and women to temporarily pleasure us versus God fulfilling us. So, so, so we got to, that's, that's the whole point of being born again. You got to be born again, awakened or recalibrated to the, war, to, to the nourishment or the water that doesn't create thirst, but it, it quenches thirst. See, everything in the world, it tells you it's going to quench your thirst, but it really creates more thirst. But God is the only thing that truly quenches our thirst. So that's why we must be born again, John 3, 3 through 6. You know, born of water, born of the spirit to enter in and see the kingdom of God. And so, so, so challenge, we have to challenge ourselves to, to uh, start picking back up God's signal, not caught up with all these voices, all these winds of doctrine, all these different communications. Listen, there's nothing in the world that doesn't sound good. There's very few things, okay, I better say very few things in the world that doesn't sound good. I'm sure there's some things that sound terrible. But to entice you, it has to sound good. So you listen to music that you shouldn't. It's, it's got to sound good, but some of us say, well, it sounds good, so surely I should, I should listen to it. Well, do you think the adversary is going to try to, who used to be Lucifer, the worship leader, his, his, his best asset is music. So you, and, and do you think it was not sound good? I mean, just think for a second. Do you think the music wouldn't sound good? It's going to sound, so, but we think, well, surely there's nothing wrong with it because it sounds good. Well, surely there's nothing wrong with her because she looks good. He looks good. What do you think? Surely there's nothing wrong with it because it tastes good. Man, go interview Eve. It was pleasant to the eyes. It, it, seemed, it seemed like it tastes good, right? Lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You know, you could see all three of those when Eve got pulled out of being anchored in God. She's the first person to get caught up in keeping up. Right? You see what I'm saying? Like, we, 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 we don't... I, I get it. Our senses tell us what could be wrong with something... That's what it told Eve. What could be wrong with something that looks so good and is so, it seems so pleasurable? That's why they call it Temptation. Right? That's why it's temptation. But we tell ourselves it's okay, and then we tell ourselves it's not affecting me. Just because you don't see the hooks. 
You see what you have, but you don't see what you're missing. That's the deep, deep, deep thing. Because you don't miss what you haven't had. But it has an effect on your life. You know what it's called? Depression. Depression is a call for thirst to be quenched that's not being quenched. And there's nothing that you can see that's going to quench it. Because you're blind. But everything in you is calling for what God designed to fulfill you. Even though it was already there, but you, you allow the hooks to pull you away. And so then when, when you get to a situation like, oh, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with you is you went too long without getting God's nourishment. And your body is having a reaction. You think it's a call for alcohol, but it's not. Okay, all right. All right, so let's go to uh, John 10. (laughs) Oh, I wasn't being sarcastic. That's true. You think it's a call for alcohol, but it's not. It, that, that, listen, it only puts you in more of a stupor and it makes, it's, it's a depressant. Whether you, okay, don't take my word for it since y'all believe the doctors more than you believe the word. Just research it. Alcohol is a depressant. It just makes you more depressed. Amen. See? Out of the mouth of babes. All right, so John chapter 10 <clears throat> Uh, verse 4. It says, and when, when he put forth his uh, own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they what? Know, know his voice. It says, and a stranger they, uh, they will not follow, but will flee from him. The word flee means to run with terror. Flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. And so this is saying, don't get caught up in the voice of a stranger. So all this uh, so, so I taught this message in uh, Ohio some years ago, uh, who's got your ear? That was the message, who's got your ear? The scripture says, walk not in the counsel of the God, nor stand in the way of sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but your delight shall be in the law of the Lord, right? Right? And in that law, you're supposed to what? Meditate. Meditate night. Your leaf shall not wither. Whatsoever you do, you will prosper, right? But it says, walk not in the counsel of God, nor stand in the way of sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. What it's saying is, don't give them your ear. Who walks in the council of the ungodly? Who wakes up? Hey, hey, you know what I'm going to do today, sweetheart? I'm going to go down to this devil worshiping church so I can get some ungodly counsel. Nobody does that. Hey, you know, we have a problem. Uh, I think I, I mean, let's go on, let's go on, a, let's go on the internet and see if we can find some ungodly counsel. No, we don't, we don't do that. But we get ungodly counsel all the time. We get it through music. We get it through movies. Right? We get it through hanging around people that are turning their back on God. The Bible says they're fools. You know, your fool, fools despise the knowledge of God, Proverbs 1, 7, right? So, so we hang around this, 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 this information, right? It's a voice of a stranger. They're not speaking life. The words that I, that I speak to you, they're spirit and life. They're not speaking life. They're speaking stuff that's stealing life from you, Right? And so you're caught up with listening to, to the voice of a stranger 
And then you lose the ability to hear God's voice. Now God's voice becomes the enemy. You've seen it in, in your families. You know, you, everything's rolling fine. You know, uh, you, 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 dad, you're leaving the house. Hey, dad, can I go with you? Hey, you out washing the car. Hey, dad, can I grab a sponge and help you? You know, you go into the grocery store. Hey, dad, can I go to the grocery store with you? Then you start getting a little older and get hooked, right? Then I was like, like uh, hey, 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 son, why don't you come with me to help me wash the car? Wash the car. With your arms broke? Okay, you had your schedule this, this, this week? I had my schedule this week. But listen, dude, you messing up my whole groove right here with this washing car. Ain't nobody got no time to be washing. See, there we go, washing the car. Did I dirty the car? Did I drive the car this week? Oh, no, 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 no. Dude, you went up and down that road. You need to go wash the car. All of a sudden, things shift, right? Right now, you're the voice of a stranger. All of a sudden now, when you open your mouth, there's a debate. When you used to open your mouth and it was like, what? What you got to say? Oh, wow. I, I, thanks for helping me with that. All of a sudden, you're the voice of a stranger. That's how we treat God. Same God that you're listening to. And, and, and to get to a place where you prosper, now it's the God that's stopping you from having your fun. Okay, all right, all right, all right, I'm just, see, see the reason why God, uh, in his wisdom, said, okay, you know, they beg for judges, they beg for kings, you know, I'm going to keep a prophet around them to help them to see what I'm trying to do, because I, I had a plan here, you know, they keep trying to add on to my plan. Then it got to a point where there was, there was a distance in the word. You know, even before uh, it was Samuel, Scripture says there was, a, there, was, there, was no, there was no redemptive revelation. There was no word. Like, like the, uh, no, the word had been scarce. It was rare in that time. Like, like, we get the word all the time, but it was like nobody was right hearing from God, right? Um, I get into the whole great awakening and another teaching. But, but we are in a, a time of life where there's a lot of things being fed to get people hooked, to pull them out of uh, a constant feeding of God, of God and his word, right? And so what God does, he sends men and women of God, hopefully they'll set themselves apart, stay anchored in their sanctification so they can hear from God because we have gaps in understanding. There's gaps in understanding. So what God does, he sends a, a man or woman of God to plug in the gap, you know, so, so, so we can get back on pace, right? So, so this person is just a vessel. You know, they're not better than nobody. They're just a vessel to help plug in the gap. See, the world tries to get us caught up before God's servants can fill the gaps with understanding of God's word. So what the world tries to do is get you hooked so by the time God shows up with a man or woman of God to fill in the gap, you're so hooked that man or woman of God doesn't sound like God. It sounds like a stranger trying to stop you from having your fun or pulling you out of that new appetite. 
It's a dangerous thing to get caught up in keeping up because you'll start to defend being a puppet. Now, now again, if, the good thing about people of God, they, they, they're loving, so they're not going to, like, they're not going to mock you to shame. But they are looking at you like, do you see how foolish you are being dragged around by every wind of doctrine? Do you see how you defending being a puppet even makes it worse? And so, so, so the good thing about solid men and women of God, they're going to hang with you until they get you unhooked. But, man, you got to want to be unhooked. Like, you got to be wanted. And the thing is, are you going to unhook yourself before you have to? So, so I repeat that. Are you going to unhook yourself before you have to? And the hardest thing to do is to unhook ourselves from anything when we have to. That means we've gone too far. And so, so you, 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 I'm praying that we, we challenge ourselves to not have selective hearing, to not, like, because I, I watch, like, you realize, and I'm not just talking to the, to, to the adults, do you realize even youth, like, games are more important than God? Like, you're hooked? Do y'all realize that? Yeah. Or this... I don't know what y'all call them now. So um, I, I say it for the guys. I don't know what the girls is. I, I know it was shorties. I don't know what it is now. It could be tallies. I don't know. <laughs> Whiteies. I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't know what y'all call them now. You know, I'm not hip. Uh, I'm not caught up. But do you realize a lot of these uh, new introductions, very little intelligence on this person besides what they... Uh, what you saw on Facebook or Twitter or was it uh, Instagram? Um, you have very little information about this person, and you've let them pull you out of even the presence of God. Like I, it's amazing, like the things that we get caught up in. And then as uh, adults, so as men and women of God and different people of God, that's been it's out ahead of you. You're Okay, this is good. So, so we got parents, parents, I'm a parent, parent. What, what benefit would a parent have to give you a truth that's going to harm you? This is your parent now. Like, why would your parent give you information to destroy you? Like, okay, so, okay, now let's think about this. What's the parent's motive? It can only be for your benefit. You're their child. They can't help it. The parent's motive is only for you to have the best life. But let me ask you this. What's your friend's motive? Could your friends have an ulterior motive? What's your parent's ulterior motive? Especially when you're real young, what you doing? What you doing that, that they like? Gonna get a benefit of. Like, it's, they're only giving of themselves. So now I have a question. What's the pastor's motive? Well, okay, well, let me take that back. <laughs> different strokes for different folks. 
Close it home. What do you think our motive is? Can't be. The traditional thing is money, so you know it ain't that, right? So, so what's the motive there? Y'all may not know this, but there's some counseling sessions that, that start at $500 an hour. Some of them at a minimum is $200 an hour. You can interview across the country. We've never charged nobody for counseling. So what's the motive? Okay, what's the motive of taking the time out to study the word out and share with you guys? What's, what's, what's the motive? Because you know they have sermons on, on uh, was it, was it online? Was it the, the sermons online, you know, like, you know, just, you know, like, <laughs> grab a sermon. You know people do that, right? Y'all ain't know that? Yeah. Just grab a sermon online and teach that. Right, right. That, I mean, so, you know, but unless you're paying attention, you can't make this stuff up. So what's the motive? See, see, so, so that's how you have to kind of look at things like, man, I think, I, I know pastor could be uh, interesting. I just use the word interesting. Um, but if you look inside my heart, it's all about y'all. You look inside her heart, it's all about y'all. Okay, so let's take it a little further. What's God's motive? I mean, we just talked about it in the master life. The, he holds the world in his hand. Like, like, we're talking about the God of the universe. Matter of fact, when we talked about master life, the sun is a dot in the universe, and the earth is more smaller than that dot. He gave his only begotten son for the, that small dot that's just a part of the overall universe. I, we ain't even getting into all the heavens. We're just talking about the universe. We're talking about, you know, with the planets, solar systems, and all that difference. But, but this ain't the only solar system. But God gave his son for the earth, this little dot, for our lives within that dot. What's his motive? And just so anybody would think he have a motive, he gave his son in advance. But Scripture says we love God because he first loved us. Not we love God because he said he's going to love us. He gave the ultimate price already. So what's his motive? And so we actually give ourselves, risk our lives, risk our children's lives, risk our family's lives. Some of y'all young people are risking your children's lives by the choices you're making now. So you risk, we risk generations of lives for people that don't care nothing about us, just to be puppets. And God, who's given himself for us, we can't be all in for him. It's weird. That, that, it just seems weird. Like when you really look at it, like you would think, okay, listen, if I'm going to be loyal, I'm going to be loyal to, this, to, to, to God. All right. We can figure everybody else out, but we, I'm starting here. But we're not, we say we're starting there, but our actions are sometimes our gender is more important. Sometimes our race is more important. Sometimes our color is more important. Sometimes our politics is more important. Sometimes our fraternity is more important. Sometimes our, our, our athletic teams are more important. Sometimes our, our, our gaming family. Oh, 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 oh. I, I got to say it's the only way I can say it. Sometimes our Facebook friends are more important to people that we don't know. 
Like, we'll spend more time, hey, hey, family, hey, hey, fa-. Did you hear somebody respond? Besides the people that, that, that respond in the text, like, like, this is really your family? Come into a counseling session, you'll hide stuff. But on Facebook, everybody know your business. Just checked in at the Hilton. It's okay for you to burglarize my house. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm at the Hilton. I'm 3,000 miles away. Oh, go ahead. Have, have me away. I'm not home. <laughs> like everybody knows more about us than but But what about God? We, listen, I don't have my phone with me, but we like this. We, matter of fact, we in church. Lord, I could be focused, but, but somebody might, you know, DM me. Well, I'll get back to you. Just, I got to answer this DM. Are we serious? Oh, I was praying. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> I got to answer that text. <laughs> right? So, so we get, we're, we're, we're caught up. Uh, the message says in Romans 12, 2, don't fit into the world without thinking about it. And so what God is trying to do is unhook us. That's all. Trying to unhook us. And again, you may want to be hooked. But you can't say God didn't tell you how to just unhook your health. And again, let's stop making excuses. Excuses are the tools of the weak and incompetent which build monuments of nothingness. And those who specialize in them are seldom capable of accomplishing anything else. I did learn that pledge. <laughs> right? Excuses. Excuses. Tools of the weak and incompetent. Always a justification, never an ownership. Own what you need to do to unhook yourself, right? Unhook yourself first. Isn't that the, the movie The Matrix when they, they, they was hooked, hooked into The Matrix, right? Unhook yourself first because you might see it was you hooked that, that, helped, that had you seeing everybody else the way they are. 